last week we missed out a few oils as we compared them for use in cooking. So we should remedy that. And Dr. Ali Hills agreed to come back on from the Department of Human Nutrition at Otago University. We shan't talk about all, all the oils we mentioned last week, but many people downloaded that chat. And we want to talk about countering the possible effects of in our bodies of microplastics. It's contended that microplastics can infiltrate our blood, brain and lungs, triggering the secretion of inflammatory proteins called cytokines. There's a piece in The Guardian about this. Cytokines are linked to inflammatory bowel diseases, IBD, including Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, and both have been rising in frequency globally. Dr. Ali Hill Morena. Morena, Jim. May have missed it, but did Dr. Ali Hill cover rice bran oil? That's the first mention of oils we didn't mention. Does rice bran oil uh, have any advantages over olive and canola and sunflower and the ones we went through, Ellie? Yeah, so rice bran oil has a high smoke point, so it can be really useful if you're frying foods at a higher temperature. But the other thing that um, it can be really useful for is it's hypoallergenic. So if you're allergic to any of the nut oils, it can be a good alternative. That is a yeah, it is useful. What about grapeseed oil, asks someone. What about grapeseed oil? Is that widely used? It's. I think it's becoming more commonly used. So this is a byproduct of winemaking and probably one of the most common places that you use it is in salads and things. Okay. We love hemp seed oil. I've never heard of it. Great balance of omegas. What does Dr. Hill think of hemp seed oil? Yeah, absolutely. It's got a great ratio of omega-6 to 3. So as as with everything, it's about um, you can use it. Just make sure with all oils that you don't use too much of it. You want more more of the three, less of the six, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, is it widely available, hemp seed oil? Um, I don't know about widely. I have seen it in shops. Um, okay. I don't know quite how common it is, though. Alistair in Whangarei says, how does macadamia oil compare? So macadamia oil is a really good source of monounsaturates, which is um, really important because it can help us reduce our LDL cholesterol levels, and that can help lower your risk of heart disease and stroke. So it's quite a good one, that one. I've started thinking much more about purposing specific oils for specific tasks from last week, and I guess you do this at home. You'd be well up on this. Quite often, but quite often I'm guided by what is the cheapest one um, as well as anything else. Yes, which is probably ordinary olive or vegetable, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, you started something with the salad spinners. Uh, someone called JC says, Mr. Bean had the classic salad spinner for all budgets. Uh, your salad is placed in your sock and spun around like a poi works well. We got all these suggestions. Jen said she puts the washed leaves of lettuce into a clean pillowcase and pops it into the washing machine and presses spin. She says uh, it's a fantastic result. I've been using this method for years. It's incredible how many people have salad spinners like you do. They're just so much fun, you know. Just why wouldn't you have one? They're great. Grant said in response to something you say every week, Dr. Hill's mantra, everything in moderation. If that includes moderation, it becomes an oxymoron. I thought that was interesting. Moderation is also best in moderation. 
I think I think that just makes me love the mantra even more, to be honest. I think that's awesome. Getting back to the serious stuff, reported in The Guardian, bacteria in fermented foods may ameliorate some inflammation that microplastics promote in our system. In other words, take yoghurt, sauerkraut, kimchi. Question, do we know that microplastics are giving us gastrointestinal disorders, Ellie? In short, no, but that's kind of um, a, like an accident, really. So we do know it's in our food systems and we know it gets into our bodies, but we don't know what the health impacts are yet. So even though we don't know that they're giving us any disorders, it's too early really to have any good data to say either way. And the other thing is, as is quite common with nutrition, it's quite hard to get causal data. So it's quite hard to say this is exactly due to this because there's so many other things that could be involved here as well. But we do think that um, potentially, yes, it may have a role. But again, more research is needed to check that. If it were the case that microplastics are giving us gastrointestinal disorders, I know this is very complicated, but how would the bacteria in fermented foods help? So this is really interesting. So the idea here is that there's something in the microplastics that is potentially leaching out. And one of the things that bacteria could do is it could reduce the amount of that. Um, and some of the research has said that actually it can happen quite quickly. So it could be up to like 90% in one day. Other studies have shown a similar level with um, after about a month of it as well. And it's it's very much preliminary preliminary the research at the moment but we are finding some ideas that particularly um, some things like lactic acid bacteria which is what you find in yogurt sourdough bread and pickles could potentially counteract any effects of the chemicals that the microplastics contain and that could be potentially causing health issues so a bit of fermented foods all the time even if it's just yogurt is going to do us good and not harm a little bit yeah i think um too much might have an impact on your gastrointestinal effect and potentially the amount of friends that you have right. um, as a result. But, but yeah, a little bit should be fine. We know that in Europe, for example, uh, I was reading sewage sludge full of microplastics is used to grow crops. But that seems to be a growing problem here as well, doesn't it? And, of course, microplastics are getting into our seafood. Yeah, so sewage sludge is what you have left over after you've cleaned your wastewater. It can be really expensive to get rid of, and it can also have lots of nutrients in. So in the US and Europe in particular, it's quite often used as an organic fertilizer. Not so much here, um, but here we might have the issue where um, rain will wash off the top layer of soil into our rivers or into the groundwater, and then we can get contamination through runoff that way as well. Yeah. Just getting back to the oils, before we go, and I'm quoting from CNN, Ali, Starbucks is taking nationwide in the US, so perhaps here at some stage, it's extra virgin olive oil-infused drinks, which some customers previously complained sent them straight to the bathroom. For example, there's a toffee nut iced shaken espresso with vanilla sweet cream infused with extra virgin into a cold foam. And my question is an obvious one. No offence to Starbucks, but would the goodness from the extra virgin olive oil be somewhat offset by the vanilla sweet cream? 
Oh, absolutely. And from the sugar in the toffee nut as well. So, I mean, the calories in these kind of things are nuts at the best of times, but adding oil is only going to make it worse. And it's one of those situations where if you just add something that is good, it doesn't make the whole product good. You know, it's just about thinking more about what we're putting into our bodies, I suppose, and kind of the whole picture rather than just one little thing. (laughs) It's the age of doing that, though, isn't it? People are trying everything. Very good. Uh, Thank you and um, appreciate you joining us again. No problem. Dr. Ali Hill.